Gender-based violence received a lot of attention in the last few weeks after the rape and murder of Oyeneni Marichana by Luyanda Buerta, a post office employee. The focus on rape, sexual violence and harassment that mostly women and children experience in the South African society has reverberated through the media, social media and many conversations. The tragic death of too many women and the rise of hashtag am I next, hashtag I am not next and hashtag I refuse to be next have increased the urgency of how we respond to sexual violence and harassment. It is in this context and the desperate need for solutions and answers that I prepare this podcast. Workplaces are a microcosm of the broader society, which are also racked with inequality, patriarchal attitudes, traditional hierarchies, power imbalances, and a propensity to violence. Workplaces do, however, have the potential to offer an additional infrastructure, constraints, and safety nets in some instances for those fortunate enough to be in a formal employment. And it is in this environment that we can think of ways of dealing with sexual harassment in both punitive and developmental manners, which can address the actual instances and change society. My name is Marion Sher, a director at Conflict Dynamics, and we work towards a society in which people, workplaces and organizations are skilled in negotiating conflict management and dispute resolution. We do this by training people in these skills, by conducting processes for parties who are in conflict, and for advocating for appropriate dispute resolution mechanisms. We work within the broad ADR environment, but my work focuses on training mediators, mediating disputes, and encouraging parties to use mediation more broadly as a way to get better results. I've been involved in mediating and investigating an increasing number of sexual harassment disputes. The question for this session is, what is mediation and how can it assist in cases of sexual harassment? Mediation is a very flexible processes, process conducted confidentially um, in which a neutral person works with parties to settle their disputes or differences. The aspects of mediation that are particularly useful in sexual harassment cases are firstly, its flexibility. The process is flexible and is really designed for these specific circumstances of the dispute. Secondly, the manner in which it is party-centric helps and deals with the issues that are critical and important for parties involved in the dispute. And thirdly, the process involves active listening, which is a way of shifting understanding and approaches. Sexual harassment is defined as unwanted conduct of a sexual nature, and it is supported by various statutes and codes of good practice um, in the South African context. In reality, though, it involves a vast continuum of harassment. Anything from, on the one hand, an unwelcome touch, to, on the other hand, rape, and everything in between that. In the verbal instance, it could be an unwelcome sexual innuendo, but it could also be perpetual sexual insults. It can also involve quid pro quo harassment, um, power is a big issue in these disputes, um, not only hierarchical power, but also physical power. Um, it involves gestures, exposure, photos, objects. It follows people home, literally, and on their electronic devices. It can also involve favoritism and favors. In my experience, it is really complex, and no two cases are the same. 
Mediation is a very useful tool for dealing with these cases in the workplace given this wide spectrum of sexual harassment. The continuum means that cases can be managed in a way which addresses the needs of the grievant, the employer and the perpetrator. Another challenge that sexual harassment cases offer is the degree of ambiguity in situations as there are often discrepancies in the experiences of the two parties involved directly. The frustrations that grievance and defendants have with the lack of evidence which can drive adjudicators and public opinion to make inferences about character and integrity or surmise um, about motives and intentions often do not assist the parties or the process and the person who often suffers in these instances is the grievant. Mediation is a manner of dealing with this which is sensitive to the perspectives and concerns of the parties and also responds to the organizational company's need to control and eliminate sexual harassment. The research and reality um, reflects that grievance will in most instances decide not to pursue formal processes which expose them and may put them into a worse situation post a hearing. This is particularly true in a situation where there is a 29% unemployment rate. Grievance will always want to keep their jobs. The answer is for organizations and companies to set up robust structures that are responsive, supportive and give grievance options on how to address these cases. Without mediation being an early part of resolving these disputes, employees will have no recourse and organizations will not be able to affect behavioral and cultural change. Another plug for strong mediation processes is that mediation confronts the accused with the direct consequences of their actions and in effect forces them to explain themselves. This is a very powerful experience for all parties involved. Success in mediation means that the grievant is satisfied, future occurrences, at least in that organization, are prevented, and there is a platform for future disciplinary action should there be reoccurrences. Good mediation processes are very swift for the grievant, yet thorough for the perpetrator. So the question is how we mediators actually mediate these cases. Sexual harassment mediators have to adapt the process to meet the needs of the parties and the context. There is a large responsibility on the mediator to understand the context and be responsive to it. Trust is a central tenant and the parties have to come to trust the mediator and the process of mediation because the reality is that they are very unlikely to ever trust each other. And trust is critical to get the necessary results. Neutrality of the mediator in the context of formal processes is another area that needs to be considered and understood by all. The employer has an interest in the matter, which complicates the traditional concept of the mediator being accountable to only the parties in the room. This needs to be accommodated in the mediation process. The structure of the process and whether mediators use joint sessions, private sessions, shuttle mediation, how they use advisors and supporters are all considerations and a skilled mediator will take these into account. Another option are hybrid processes where mediation can lead to a form of adjudication or inquiry and these are also often used to good effect. In conclusion, mediation is a means to respond nimbly to the majority of sexual harassment disputes. We need robust internal structures and skilled and committed mediators to change workplaces to be non-threatening 
inclusive and productive.